This is The Unholy Union. A podcast where you'll be subjected to highly offensive marital discourse. If you do not feel insulted during this week's episode, don't worry. We'll try harder next week. If you can relate to our ramblings, we want to be friends with you. If you believe that we take it too far or our mouths are too much for you, then with as much love and sincerity as we can muster, you can suck it. Welcome to The Unholy Union. We're back! Yeah! We took a little break, just one week. We skipped a week. We needed a a little bit of a mental health break, I think. Yeah, it was the last week of summer before kiddo went back to school. We got super busy and... Lost track of the days. And the weekend, which is... Well, the weekend and the week before went by too fast and we did not record a podcast. Shame on us. I know. It it does make me feel very bad. (laughs) Does it? Yeah, I don't... We were on such a good roll. Yeah. I I don't remember how many weeks we actually did. Like 20? Sh- straight. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. But now we can't say that. We It's like we lost our challenge coin from Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh. We recorded for 20 from weeks. Podcast Anonymous. Yeah. Now we got to give it back. Now we got to start from day one. Oh, whatever. Now, we've done a lot of work. But one of the distractions from the past week or so has been the new Waffle game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like it much better than Wordle. Really? Yeah. Better than Wordle. Yeah, because this one, it's it takes a little bit longer than Wordle because True. it is, I'm looking at the screen right now, what, six words? Yeah. And it's in kind of a, a crossword puzzle shape. Mm-hmm. In a waffle shape. In a waffle shape. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're is, cute. That, is that why it's called that? You're cute. Oh my god! But it's in a waffle shape, and it's just—I don't know—it's more fun to me. I think it is more challenging because you're not just trying to solve for one word. Yeah, it's six, like you said. It's six words. They're all connected mm-hmm. in a way. Overlap. Yeah, they're all overlap, just like a crossword puzzle. But you're trying to guess the word. You're not getting any clues other than they give you a few letters in there that are actually. In the right place. And then it has the coloration of Wordle where it's like white is, it's not here, and yellow is, it's in the word, and green is the right spot. Yep. So it's similar. I like it. Yeah. And there's three different games that you can play. One, you can only play if you're a Prime member, but two games for everyone. There's a deluxe waffle and just waffle Daily waffle. waffle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. That's fun. You want to get into some heavy shit? Yeah, it's pretty much standard operating procedure at this point, isn't it? There's no uh, there's no week without heavy shit. Yeah, but this is actually kind of happy in a way, Ooh. I guess. There is a cancer pill now. What? It's called AOH-1996. It is a cancer pill, and it is effective against 70 types of cancers. However... It has not entered in human trials yet. It's, it's promising, though, obviously, because it's a news story, right? Absolutely. I did get this off TikTok. Mm. <laughs> so it could be fake, could be a conspiracy. But it's if they're... China if, sending messages to us. <laughs> if this is real, I don't want any big pharma to bury it. So we're putting it on this podcast right now <laughs> that it exists and it's out there and yeah. they cannot buy it and they cannot bury it. Do you think that would be possible for them to bury it? I do, because that will 
It happens all the time. It will remove a lot of money out of their pocket. It happens all the time. If someone comes up with a new medicine or a new technology and it'll somehow overlap or take over some of or part of the revenue and business for an existing big pharma mm-hmm. medicine or technology. Oh, yeah. They will buy it. They will squash it. What about hospitals and stuff? They're all, if you have cancer, you don't have to go to these places to get chemo or if you just take a pill at home. But let me be clear. This happens in all aspects of business, right? Yeah. yeah well, yes. Because there are companies who are building the next way to travel, right? Did, did the, I... Did I tell you? Sorry, go ahead. The next (laughs) way to travel, the flying taxi, right? And what companies are doing are, what larger companies are doing is they're buying these smaller companies and their technology and essentially either absorbing it into their own project or squashing it. Yeah. If you think about it, the big airline companies, do they want flying taxis that can take you, I don't know, a couple hundred miles? Right. That'll remove your local airports. Mm-hmm. And it could really put a hurting on them, especially if they start getting longer range. Those flying taxis, they're like battery operated. They park on the top of a building. They charge up via solar. Everybody's going to do that. Right. And it's, and it, I don't believe it has a pilot. No. Most, go- well, so it depends on what technology you're well, looking Well, I think the goal is autonomous flight. And right. it's a little bit easier to do autonomous flying than it is to do autonomous driving because there's a lot less stuff in the air, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But one example of tech being squashed is, I believe there was a guy, I don't know, 10 years ago, he had invented a thing that you could retrofit to your existing car. And I think you could add water to it. And it would increase your gas mileage by 20 times. Like mm-hmm. your regular car would go like 5,000 miles a gallon or some crazy shit. Right. I think he got murdered. I'm serious. We have our tin hats on right no, now. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, but think about it. That's a huge business. I'm not saying it's real. I'm not saying he got killed by whatever company related to gas, but... Think about that. Mm -hmm. That's a game-changing technology. If it's one guy making it, just imagine if you put billions of dollars of resources into it. You probably wouldn't wouldn't have to use gas anymore. Right. That's why I believe all this climate change stuff is being pushed as a control thing more than it is an actual, we need to help the environment. Because there's tech out there that is trying to be developed. Right. But it's off. Why isn't it out? <laughs> yep. Because it constantly gets squashed. But exactly. back to my point of AOH 1996, the cancer pill. You heard it here. It exists. Yeah. And if I'm, I, if we don't exist, then it's because we spoke up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our tinfoil hats today, man. I've got two-factor authentication on our podcast host, so this episode can't go down unless they hack me and shit. <laughs> <laughs> So if it goes down, something went down. Yeah, I got to figure out how to do a dead man switch or something somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Well, the next big thing from the past week or so, the Montgomery Brawl. Ooh. So every news article that is out there right now about this big fight that happened in Montgomery, Alabama, is basically stating that it started because... 
one of the dock workers was trying to move a pontoon because it was docked illegally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in a spot that was meant for the city riverboat. So he was trying to move the boat. Yeah. Get it out of the way. He was doing his job. He's a dock worker. That's what he's supposed to do. Right. Well, a fight ensued. Yes. <laughs> the person that owned the boat. Got mad. Got mad that he was moving his boat. And which, hit him. Hey, motherfucker, you just park your shit right then. He also just assaulted a city official. Yeah, like, I know. I don't, I don't understand. People are very entitled nowadays, mm-hmm. and it bugs the shit out of me. Look, man, that dock is not yours. Right. So don't park it like a dick. Exactly. Park it in a way that is, you're using the dock, park it proper, mm-hmm. and be polite to other people. Yep. There was drinking involved, obviously, oh. as well. So things got out of hand. The uh, owners of the boat and those who were patrons of this boat ended up essentially jumping this dock worker. Yeah. That pissed me. That, that shit pisses me off. I agree. And then it escalates even further where other pedestrians at the dock and even some individuals from the riverboat jump into the water and yeah. swim over to that the That was site. funny, though. I was like, damn, dude, that guy's crazy. He's going to be tired of shit when he gets back on that dock, though. He's not going to be able to fight. He needs to be in the Olympics. No, he was ready to go. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying. I was like, I, there ain't no I way. would be tired. <laughs> yeah. He was ready to go. But so the fight escalates and it becomes a brawl of, I would say, what, 20 It was a lot of people. Or 30 people. And there's a contention point right now about it where an individual who came off the riverboat that's not even like directly related to the fight that was happening with the owners and the dock workers, but individuals came off the riverboat and started fighting too. An individual grabbed a white folding chair and hit hit a lady over the head, but was also hitting a bunch of other people over the head too. People are upset about it. I don't know. My Some whole, people yeah. think that it was like WWE style and he's just fighting. Other people are mad that he hit the lady that was sitting on the ground. But to me, and I want you to tell me whether or not you agree with this, when you're in a fight. It wasn't a fight at that point. It was a riot. Right. <laughs> it, but anything goes. Yeah. Like when you are defending your safety. Anything goes. Well, that's the thing. The people that decided to go after the city worker, if you want to get mad at him, then fight him man to man. The dude was ready to go. Like the city worker was holding his own against the one guy. But when you decide to then mob assault him, Mm -hmm. no, fuck that. Everybody should have jumped in and defended that guy because he was just doing his fucking job. That pisses me off because you can really, really, I mean, it's not at that point, it's no longer a fight. Right. You're aiming, in my opinion, you are aiming to really hurt this guy. It's Mm -hmm. not a fight. It's not like man-to-man fight. It is you are bringing a knife to a fist fight, essentially, because you have five people versus that one guy. Obviously, you're going to beat the shit out of them. Exactly. But I'm glad that all those people jumped in. Fuck that crap. Yep. There's no... That's that's like an honor thing. (laughs) Seriously. If you're going to fight him, then fight him. But tell your family and stuff, stay out of it. Yep. This is between me and the city worker. And I obviously, I still would have been upset because the city worker, once again, was just doing his job and he shouldn't have to deal with getting his irate yeah, people get, getting punched and stuff when he's just trying to do the right thing. But 
at least then it was man versus man and not five versus one. Right. Because that caused the riot. Yep. Is when you start jumping somebody for just doing their job, other people are going to be like, no, 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 no. Yep. We're going to go. We're going to go after it now. And it was what was really funny, though, is the group of people that were patrons of that pontoon boat. They acted very tough mm-hmm. up until everybody started swarming them. Yep. And then they tried to run. They were like, they were acting like they were going to fight them. Like they were like posting up, pretending like they were going to mm-hmm. squaring up to them. <laughs> And then they start walking towards them, the, uh, the, you know, the other group of people that was beating up the people on that pontoon boat. And then they were like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> One jumped in the water. Yeah, a couple yeah. were thrown in the water. Yeah. Yeah. To me, when it comes to a fight like that, though, like whatever you want to call it, a brawl, a riot, whatever it is. But when you are trying to protect yourself Anything goes. Especially at that point. Like I said, it's not, it's K, it's pure, utter chaos. Yep. There's no tracking what's happening. Yep. That dude with the chair, he was probably swinging at everything. Mm-hmm. He might have even hit the people that, that were on his side. <laughs> yep, he that, did. That's what I mean. He was just getting after it. Yep. I think in those moments, you go into that fight, flight, you know, that mentality. Yeah. Your instincts kick in. You're not thinking clearly. If so the, there's 30 people all around you and they're throwing hands at each other, beating the shit out of each other. You're just going nuts mm-hmm. if you truly feel like you're threatened. But I do have a feeling that some of the people were just in it to fucking punch people. I got, I get it, but I'm just <laughs> saying not everybody was in there to defend the guy at one point. It's like, okay, there's a lot of people. There was like five of them on the pontoon boat, and then all of a sudden, like 30 people came. I was laughing my ass well, off. Fuck around, find out. Oh, no, I know. But I'm just saying that just causes chaos. Mm-hmm. And then dudes swing chairs at everybody. <laughs> that honestly would probably be me. Like, I would grab the closest thing to me and start swinging it in that mentality, you know? Mm-hmm. I want everybody to look up the guy though that he got he was caught on camera. He was just smiling at the camera. And the dude was getting somebody was getting hit with a chair in the background. It was the greatest photo. It's probably the greatest photo taken of 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. No, it was so fucking funny. He's just chilling, like smiling, got his arm up on a post or whatever. <laughs> like he's a, he's all comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chaos. It's just uh-huh. chaos. He's like, this every, is fine. Yeah, this fucking city's burning behind him, and he's just <laughs> smiling. Oh, my goodness. Well, another bomb dropped over the past few weeks. Aliens are real. Yeah, well, who says? <laughs> so at the uh, most recent congressional hearing, it's probably not most recent anymore. So the government. The past few weeks, there have been congressional hearings related to an individual who's con- considering himself a whistleblower. And stating that he was not granted access to specific files when asked to essentially investigate whether or not extraterrestrial life is real. However, he did have access to some files. And he was able to bring those to Congress and essentially state, aliens are real. If you ask Elon Musk, he doesn't believe they're real. No, that's not what he said. It is. He said there's been no evidence. Elon Musk said either there's none or there's a universe. I know, but his opinion is there is none. Because currently there is no evidence. Right. right. But he would be led to believe given evidence. 
everybody would if there was if I saw an alien walking up our door to sell us a car warranty then I'm going to believe in an alien. No, but you know what I mean? Like, they have all the videos and pictures and are coming easy. from the Air Force. Like, Okay. Right, exactly. But that's evidence. You're not believing it. That's because it's not... I, in my opinion, I have to see that myself because of the way everything can be doctored so easily. Mm-hmm. Look at deep fake stuff. Yep. You can make yourself look and sound like a celebrity on a video. Mm-hmm. So uh, how hard is it to put a silver dot flying across the sky on your iPhone video? The fact that you just said that, though, there is another video news article going around stating that some celebrities that have gone away for a little bit and then came back, specifically Jamie Foxx and Britney Spears and... They think they're being deep faked. Simon Cowell. They're being deep faked or they're aliens. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, there's even an, another layer to that if you believe in the cabal and all the devil worship being that they do. Yeah. But if you look at these people from past to present and do a side-by-side photo comparison, they look nothing like they did five, ten years ago. A lot of people age different. Agreed. But where your eyes are on your face doesn't typically change. The longitude, latitude on your face... <laughs> You mean your eyes don't get closer together as you grow up? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so they did that for Jamie and they Jamie Foxx, and they put two side-by-side pictures, and his eyes are no longer in the same place as they were previously on his face. Aliens are real is what they're saying. Yeah. And now they're pointing out celebrities who don't look like themselves after they go away and come back. Do you think that all this is because we're living in the Matrix? This is a tinfoil hat episode. Yeah, That's yeah, what we're yeah. going to call it. Yeah, tinfoil episode. <laughs> all the conspiracy all day. Yeah, I think there's a lot of proponents of the simulation theory, though, that things like this are proof that we are living in an alternate reality that's not even as created. I don't know. I don't believe none of that shit. I'm just trying to live, man. Uh-huh. I seriously, I feel like the more I dive into things, the more headlines I read about all this crap, the more I'm just like, ah, look at the flat earther people. <laughs> they believe the earth is flat. This was not the intention of this podcast. No, no. But the earth is flat because supposedly you can only see if the earth was truly round in the, in the uh, whatever dimensions that they say. That you could only see, I can't remember what it is, three or, or six like miles, something. It was really short, and that was it. Like, you couldn't see further than that, but there, people are taking photos of, I think it was the Chicago skyline across one of the Great Lakes, and they're like, how do I see that when it is, oh, that is like 30-something miles away? How can I see that if I can, I'm only supposed to be able to see three miles straight across? I guess, what would you be able to see if the world was flat? How far? Forever? Three, three miles? Oh, if the world was flat? Well, until you so get a visual blockage. Pyramids in well, Egypt? There's other things that are going to block it, like mountains and buildings and things like that. Huh. Because it's flat. You're not going to be able to see, well, I don't know, however big the world is all the way across. Unless you got a fucking badass telescope. And you drill a hole in all the mountains and stuff, but tinfoil hat. Yes, tinfoil hat is very nice. 
<laughs> well, with all of this crap, it's just shit that's swirling around in the media that is uh, out there for us to digest and think about and be tinfoil hats on. There's a new study that says if you are in a moment of anxiety and you are trying to manage your feelings and trying to make the next best decision, they've related this mainly to work, but on a grander level, it could work in your personal life as well. It's called elism. You know what elism is? Is it about those weird-looking slimy snakes that swim in the water, eels? No. I don't even know if I'm saying this right. I-L-L-E-I-S-M, elism. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. (laughs) But it's the idea of thinking of yourself in the third person. Mm. So, Linz needs to eat lunch. That type of thought process. That sounds kind of schizophrenic. A little bit. But... If you start using that thought process in stressful situations, essentially you're removing yourself from it and thinking of yourself as a third person in the scenario. So they said that this can lead to less stress and considering a problem using the third person helps you take a step back, create some space from the emotions that may affect your judgment and gain greater perspective. So I think in some sense, it makes sense. In some sense, it makes sense. (laughs) In some ways, it makes sense because you're removing yourself from it and you're trying to look at it at a... Bigger picture. Exactly. In certain situations and scenarios, I think we should try it. I don't know. I don't like the idea of thinking that I'm not me. Well, (laughs) you are you. But I don't want to think out... I don't... How do you think of yourself in the third person? It sounds like you're nuts. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't. (laughs) So to me, I think this happens a lot when people are driving, right? I think eolism is something that comes out a lot when people drive because of road rage. You're not thinking about the person in the other car. You're thinking about the car. So you're not thinking about that person and their emotions and their feelings and what they're going through. You're thinking about the car. Yeah, they might be driving home and driving crazy because they got to poop real bad. (laughs) Sure. Just let them go, man. (laughs) And then... You yourself almost become the third person. Like you're, you are the car. Like you're, again, not thinking about your emotions, your feelings towards everybody else. You're just trying to think about your car moving forward. In some ways, I think that mentality should take you out of feelings of anxiety and depression. If you need to make a decision, I think it could work. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I just try to live in the now period and if there's a thing that i gotta do for work i will do it and i'm going to do my best at it and if they don't like it i tried man i tried that's deep i know i done tried it (laughs) no but seriously though like I i think people need to pull back and stop i don't know not caring because that sounds like you're just gonna live your life and not give a shit which i think you should give a shit but We don't want you to be a sociopath. Right. Pull it back and just look at it as another task. You do it. Do your best at it, clearly. But if you do it, don't worry about if it's done right. At least you tried. Mm -hmm. And you can learn from it. As long as you have the willingness to learn from it, you're good. And again, I think that kind of is what they're trying to do. They're trying to take emotion out of decisions because motion will... Cloud your judgment, right? Well, 100%. We're all emotional people. 
Absolutely. Specifically at work, if you use this, it's to essentially hone in on what's the problem and how to solve it yeah. without the intricacies of emotion. The what now? The intricacies. Ooh, there's a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of work... There are so many articles out there right now about things that are happening regarding working from home remote work versus going back into the office. There are many Fortune 500 companies that are calling people back. I know. I saw. And there are still some companies who offer remote work as a perk and are maintaining that for certain positions. Yeah. Not all. There's just That's just a fact of... The nature of work is there's always going to be positions that you cannot work from home for. Right. How are you going to be an HVAC technician from home? Hey, I'm going to diagnose your shit remotely and I'm going to fix it remotely. <laughs> if only, right? <laughs> yeah, that might happen eventually. but One day. But I found this one article and to me, again, the idea of reading both sides, right? You have to read what one side is saying about returning to work and what the other side is saying. This article states the damaging results of the mandated return to the office, and it's worse than they thought. Why would they think otherwise? So the Greenhouse Report has ranked employees' priorities as increased compensation, greater job security, career advancement opportunities, better flexible work policies, and a more positive work culture. So all five of those things are what people want in an organization. And then the mandated return to work is essentially killing one. (laughs) Yeah, flexibility, right? Yep. Yeah. But that can also impact the other areas. Your positive company culture. Yeah, how do you, if you're forcing people back to work, how does one look at that in a positive light? (laughs) Exactly. According to the report overall, the top feelings employees revealed they felt toward the office were happy, 31%, motivated, 30%, and excited, 27%. However, all three of these feelings decreased for those with mandated office returns, dropping happy down to 27%, dropping motivated down to 26%, dropping excited down to 22%. So, in other words, staff members were more open to returning to the office if it was out of choice rather than forced. So, that's one article. Yeah. I think giving a choice is the right way to do it. I I don't know. I don't know why anybody would still go in, though. They're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Businesses and employees? Yeah, because if they say, oh, if I was given a choice, then I would be much happier. If you were given a choice, you wouldn't be going in. So... They can't give you a choice, but what you can do about it is find another job. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that as a workforce, we should all be pushing and trying to find what we want. And if you want to work from home, there's plenty of companies that are work from home only. I I agree. I think when you have a job, best time to look for one is when you have one, right? Yeah. So <laughs> the idea of... Forcing people to do things, to me, is just going to result in turnover. I agree with you 100%. And But the beauty is, is it's a free market. And you forcing people to return to work, they can always go somewhere else that's not going to force them to return to work. So companies out there 
Use this to your advantage to hire some top-tier people. Exactly. Say, all right, you can work from home for me, though. The big one that just announced return to work is Zoom. Yeah, I know. I'm like, what the fuck? You don't make sense. Your whole premise (laughs) is remote. (laughs) Yeah, you're a remote work company. I'm confused. Use your own products. (laughs) What what are you trying to tell us about your product? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're they're supposedly Chinese-owned, too, I think. Oh, I don't know. I think. It's just interesting. The idea that there's always two sides to the story, right? People are saying that remote work causes more burnout than people being in office. And then they say that making it a mandate to return to office is hurting people's morale and company culture. So like you said, it is a rock and a hard place for sure. But what's the lesser of two evils? They can continue to require people to return from work, but they also have to expect turnover. Right. A hundred percent. They know that, though. They're going to expect turnover, and maybe they do increase compensation or something like that to keep people on. Maybe they say, if you come back to work, that's what they should do. They should say, come back to work, and we'll give you, I don't know, 10% increase. That would be very appetizing for many people, I would think. Yeah, they would say, all right, that covers my car and my gas, more more than my car and my gas, or whatever it is. Yep. Although, if you haven't gotten a raise in a couple of years, inflation, does it cover inflation plus all that wear and tear on your car? As long as you're not buying coffee. That's one of the highest inflated products out there right now, I think. Are you sure? Yeah. Coffee went up like 80-something percent or something crazy like that. Good grief. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so they want you to go back into work with high inflated coffee so you can't drive in because you're a doozy. <laughs> doozy? <laughs> what? What the fuck? You, Try again. You're, 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 you're drowsy. <laughs> what are you right now, Russ? I juicy. <laughs> Holy shit. Think you're a little drowsy. I'm going back to bed. I think you need to. Yeah. So all that to say, whether or not your company is returning to work or whether or not your company is sticking it out and allowing teleworking, remote working... I think we all think about leaving work, right? Uh, as long as you're, I think it it is definitely something that everybody is on board with. Right. The idea that, oh, I can't wait for the end of the day, or even, oh, I can't wait for vacation, or when am I going to retire? How sad is that? I know. That's our life. But I wonder if there's anybody desperate enough to do what these Nigerian stowaways did. Did you hear about this story? They were sitting on the rudder or something, weren't they? 14 days. On the rudder? Sitting on the rudder of a ship in order to leave Nigeria and go, I think they docked in South America. I can't remember (laughs) exactly where. But a 14-day trip. In the last four days, they had no more food or clean water. They were drinking ocean water to stay alive. I heard that shit gives you diarrhea if you drink it. They stayed alive. Oh, my goodness. They made it, and they are they were stowed away. Is anybody desperate enough to do that yet? Like, is that a thing? What, to quit my job and stow away for 14 days? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Go I, somewhere else? I guess it depends on where, what the light at the end of the tunnel is. Mm. Going from Nigeria to, I think it was Brazil, but I need to fact check that. Uh, I'm not, I don't know how their living conditions were or anything like that. So. True. But to be fair, them taking that trip shows it, it shows that it must have been pretty bad. Yep. To try and seek 
life elsewhere. But fourteen days on a rudder. That a metal piece uh-huh. on the back of a ship that is moving. Yeah. Oh. I'd have been shitting my pants for fourteen days Me straight. <laughs> I would have been terrified. Oh my! Like, how goodness. do you stay on it? Like, they just—I I don't know. How do you sleep? Fourteen mm-hmm. days is a long time. I don't think you can go fourteen days without sleeping some. Right. Like fear of falling off and being in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. No, thank you. Guess your body just makes you go to sleep at that point. Right. Exhaustion takes you. And you're just like, all right, well, I hope I don't. Somebody float. hold me. Uh-huh. Maybe that's what they did. Yeah. How many? It was two people, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Need to fact check that. I, I think it was two people. So maybe one slept and one kind of kept an eye on them to make sure that they uh, didn't fall in. It was a mutual, a symbiotic relationship from Nigeria to South America. Hello? Yeah. Two men. Yeah. Crazy. And it was in Brazil that they arrived. Okay. Wow. So maybe that's what they did. They rotated. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't imagine. I wouldn't have made it a day because I would have ate all the food in day one. (laughs) (laughs) Drank all the water in day one. And that's it. Let's evolve on this topic a little bit because say you had the total comfort. Instead of being a stowaway on a ship, let's say you jump on a cruise ship. Would you jump on one for two years? And literally live there on a cruise ship for two years at docks at different ports around the world. Would you live on a cruise ship for two years? I don't know. I feel like the answer would be, obviously, you'd have to have internet and stuff because you have to work. So if you have a work from home job, I think you can make it work. Yeah. As long as there's food, too. I need to eat. (laughs) We are stuck on this food point right now. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like... To your point, how do these people keep paying, right? You pay for the two years up front or you're paying during the whole event. So you're paying rent. And then food, is it included? Is it not? For two years being on a ship, though, I I don't don't know. I think accommodations are pretty small, too. Ship rooms aren't big. Right, because they're trying to fit a lot of people. Unless you're completely fucking loaded, but I don't know. Why would you, if you were loaded, why would you go on a cruise ship for two years? Okay, so we already talked about the stowaway. We talked about being on a cruise ship for two years. Last cruise type, you ready? There is a cruise departing out of Tampa next year. It's a nude cruise. Ew. (laughs) Would you do it? No. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine doing this. At least if you're on like a nude beach, you have your own space, but you're on a boat. That's a tiny boat. I mean, not a tiny boat. Sharing space. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's, yeah. Pool deck is going to be fucking stinking. Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, okay. So George just laid on that lounge chair and now you're going to go lay on it? No. He was naked. Now you're going to be naked. You're going to lay. I can't. At least they don't need to bring suitcases. That's. That's what somebody said. Luggage isn't an issue. Yeah. They don't have to check. That would be a pretty good onboard process. I can't imagine jumping on a ship and everybody being naked and then having to go and sit where other naked people sat. Yeah, I think dinner is in a it's big a sit room. down. Yeah, but it's in a big room with a bunch of people smashed up against each other. Imagine after a hot day. Every- somebody leaning over the hot rotisserie chicken and getting and- it 
You think the workers are naked too? No, that's nasty. I'd be wearing a gas mask in that place if I was working there. That's vile. Well, I didn't even think about the people working there. Like, A, are they naked too? And if they're not... Are breaking okay? my experience are they okay like they're seeing a lot of schlong oh. around and you know what though i bet that 90 percent of the people that are gonna go on there are fucking like 90 years old <laughs> seriously all from the villages yeah yeah all from the villages so that shit is just sagging around everywhere have loofahs everywhere flapping if you get a little bit of a windstorm that shit's just flapping in the wind <laughs> I can't. Okay. So it sounds like maybe stow away, but food's an issue for you. I'm not stowing away on no nude ship. I'll die. <laughs> you wouldn't see anybody. Like You're the on the rudder. Not, okay. They could say, hey, you don't have to take the rudder. You can stay in the boat with all the nude people. I'd say, I know I'm taking the rudder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm glad we clarified that. I'm and taking the fucking rudder. Two years is iffy, right? Two years is iffy. So you got to look at it in a way that you're not going to see your family for two years, mm-hmm. which is a big deal. And once you jo- once you get on there, you don't have control of where you're going to go. You're just prescribed right. what you're doing. An agenda. Yeah, you, you get an agenda, an itinerary or whatever, and you're going to the places that you signed up for. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it sounds good at first, but what if it gets old? What if you get sick? I know they have onboard doctors and all that stuff, but what if you get really sick? Mm-hmm. You have a heart attack. You're, you got to get helicoptered off of that fucking thing. I don't know. It just sounds dangerous. I don't know about dangerous. I think you're thinking worst case scenarios. I, mean, I am because two years is a very long time. Agreed. So something could happen within two years and you have to wait to go to a hospital. Can you imagine spouses on that thing? Yeah, the rooms are like sardine cans, aren't they? Right, and you're on it for two years, like with your spouse? Lots of divorces are going to happen when they go to port. Right? They end up having to split the room. Well, speaking of sharing a small room, do we want to talk about sharing our office? Oh, I don't care. (laughs) Since we moved to Florida. Yep. Even before that, actually, in Virginia, even, we had a room that was designated as the office. Right. And there are three desks in it, one for each of us plus our daughter. And we share the space. Mm-hmm. And while our daughter was doing virtual school back in 2020 for kindergarten, dear God, mm. it worked out decently that we yeah. were in the room with her and could help her because at the time she couldn't read. That's unreal. Instructions on the screen. So we would lean over, help her, and she'd be able to complete the task. Here we are in 2023, and we're in Florida. We have a designated office room and we share the space. Yes. I posted on our Instagram story last night. I don't know if you saw it. I did. (laughs) So I am the type of person where I need to focus, I need moments of clear focus. I need quiet and or like jazz music playing in the background. I need moments of focus. Do you know what Russ does? What do I do? Explain this. In my moments of focus? (laughs) What do I do? Either try and talk to me about something. It could be anything. It could be lunch, dinner. It could be, I heard a good song. Linz, what's this sore on my butt? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. It could be. 
But at any point in time, I know I have my focus face on. I know I do. I need a light. I need a light that says when I'm busy and free so you know when you can talk to me. You think a light's going to stop me? (laughs) (laughs) This is true. But there are times when I look over at you and you have your focus face on and I don't interrupt. I don't look at you before I start making noises. I was teleworking by myself for two years. Uh Uh-huh. So I had to make entertainment. Being here by myself all day, I would make random ass noises to make myself get through the day. That's why I don't want to talk about myself in the third person. I'm almost insane. If I start talking to myself in the third person, it's over. I done stepped over the line. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get his light. (laughs) It's not going to (laughs) work. You have to physically move your desk out of this room for it to work. I don't think that would even help, to be honest with you. You I, will seek me. I probably will. I'll walk over there and be like, ah, ah, and then come back to my room. Well, yeah. I mean, the part of the issue, too, is like, I'll take the dog out and I come back in and I just start yelling. <laughs> oh, she good boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're in a you're in a client meeting or something. And yep. you're like, ah, <laughs> Yeah, that's great. That sounds awesome. Yep, thanks so much. Linz, why are you yelling? My husband's an idiot. (laughs) So the saga of the shared office continues, and what we end up doing is to be determined, but we're talking about moving spaces, and we'll figure it out. But if you share a space with a spouse, give us your story. It's bad. Ours is one of... I need the focus time, and Russ has no awareness of my focus face. No, no, I don't. Uh, because in that moment, I'm, I I got to do something. I'm bored, so and, and make you all jacked up, and then you talk to me for two seconds. You're like, shut up, I'm doing something. I'm like, but this is important. What is it then? Can we have macaroni and cheese for dinner? <laughs> Dinner is very important in this household. Understood. Uh, yeah, rudder food and uh, fourteen days of snacks yeah, all at once. Fourteen days of snacks in the first day. Don't make it the rest of the way, but that first day was fucking good. <laughs> I think that's all for today. Yes, love you. Thanks for listening to the Unholy Union podcast. For more Unholy Union content, check out our social media at Unholy Union Cast on Instagram and Twitter. We also have Facebook and TikTok. Want to support the podcast? Rock some merch. Check out our merchandise store on our site at unholyunionpodcast.com. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to have you back next week. It's what you do with things you love.